Hello and welcome back to a Silver Lined Relaunch. And today I have someone that is truly so special to me. I mean, this woman is, and I'll share with you in a second why this is the case, but she is somebody that I have admired for years and years. And every time I talk to her, I learn so much. She inspires me. I take it away and then I try to give a little bit more to the people that I work with as well based on all of her teaching. She's truly been a mentor to me for over 15 years. Dr. Brenda Wade is a psychologist. She's a sought after speaker, media personality. She's an author of four books. She's hosted four national TV shows. She was an expert guest on Dr. Oz many, many times. And in fact, I went and saw her do a show. And she is the CEO of Modern Relationships. Dr. Brenda is also the chapter chair of Zenith 2 of WPO, Women's President Organization. She enhances the performance of some of the world's most powerful leaders that you all would know the names of, but I'm not at liberty to share those today. And she did say when we were chit-chatting before this that her proudest moment is being a mom. And as we were talking, she said, she even, this is how dedicated, not only to her craft, but she is, she was the youngest appointee, a commissioner in San Francisco by Diane Feinstein. And here's the catch. She actually started to go into delivery when she was on her way to a commission meeting. This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program. And this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable, and we want to invite you to get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program by inviting you to participate in the Business Boot Camp, which is a five-day free event, and get involved with this because the pearls that we're going to be sharing each and every day are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money, keep the money, grow the money, and strengthen not only your business, but also yourself. So please take advantage of this and join us at our next boot camp. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch, and I'm your host, Hillary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step -step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. I want to give everyone this opportunity to, if they don't know you already, meet you today Dr. Brenda, what a pleasure it is to have you here today on the show. Oh, Hillary, it's an honor. And especially because I just adore you. And my proudest moment next to having my own children was getting to officiate at your wedding. 
So there. <laughs> oh my gosh, the that was you know, magical, exactly. magical day. Mm. You always look like a goddess because you are one, but that day, especially, I can still picture you in your Vera Wang teal off the shoulder dress. <laughs> I shall always have that imprinted in my memory and getting to be with your family and friends. It was just the event to remember forever, forever. And well, ever. I have so, to say it with you being up there with me, as I married Eric and you pulling together our whole family, all of the five kids into the circle. It's something obviously every single year uh, for our anniversary. I'm and like, whoever oh, it was, one like, of your friends in the audience, when you and the kids were all holding hands with you and Eric, somebody went, huh, <laughs> you know, for a football play. <laughs> I thought now that was perfect. <laughs> oh, it has been such an amazing, amazing opportunity for me to develop our friendship, not just in the workspace, but in a true friendship. Obviously, I had you, you know, be the most important part of the wedding, the person who is really bringing it all together. And I, I got to say, I am completely just mesmerized by everything that you are still doing, what you, what's to come. And I just said this to you before we started um, to talk and turn on the show. I said, I really believe that there are women that truly, even though you've had massive success in your life, massive, you, your best years are still yet to come. The impact yeah, that you're I doing, feel that. Oh my gosh, D and I, with all of that diversity and inclusion trainings that you're doing, you're a leader in the space. You always have been. And I'm just, I'm thrilled to have you here and to share some of your wisdom and your guidance with our listeners. So let's start where I always do. And um, let's talk about your biggest relaunch that you would say with all that you've had, all the ups and downs, what has been your biggest relaunch today? Oh my goodness. Well, there's the inner and then there's the outer. Mm, and for that. me, the inner always creates the outer. And I would say, boy, that's, I feel like I've had a lot of relaunches. That's why I'm going now, which one? Because there've been a lot of them. I would say uh, one very significant one was I was on retreat. I do spiritual retreats. I lead them, but I also go for myself for retreats. And so I was on a retreat in Hawaii and the phone rang and no one is ever supposed to call or know where I am if I'm on a retreat. But my office decided because of who was calling, they needed to alert me that I got in this phone call. And it was somebody very significant. And I said, okay, when I get back, I'll talk to that person. And we ended up, um, I, I'm, I'm terrible, I'm in deep water because I can't name the name, but we ended up um, creating a really wonderful project together. Mm. And it was so exciting and satisfying, but it came out of being in the retreat. And I was talking to the retreat facilitator who said this energy because we had been meditating, you know, studying, chanting from five in the morning until late in the evening. I mean, it's like boot camp. This is not like, oh, I'm going to be comfortable in retreat. No, this is like boot camp. Mm -hmm. And then part of it is you have to do service, do seva. So we're 
like cleaning and scrubbing and raking leaves and it's part of your seva and it's hot there. I just wanna point that out, you know, raking the leaves part. Anyway, um, so for me, each time I've done deep, deep retreat, you know, I've gone to India multiple times on retreat, Hawaii, wherever I can be close to the teachers that light me up at every single time. I take the time to step away from my life, step away from the world and go into the world that is much bigger, much broader, much deeper, much brighter, more powerful than the outer world. That energy aligns and it brings something in that is the next step and is the next moment. So I hope that's not too nebulous. Oh, I think, you know, what's so great about what you said is that we often talk about the three H's and three HQ and the fact that it's, you know, you got to get out of your head into your heart in order to truly elevate yourself with your higher self. And one of the things that you and I have discussed in the past is this concept of higher self and, and your energy and, and going to that level. When you talk about yourself and you said, you know, the inside and the outside, mm -hmm. when you were speaking about that, can you help clarify? Because so many people really get caught up in what the heck is higher self? What yes. is that? Yes. Can you, can you give us some oh. clarity around that? Oh, thank you. That is like the juiciest question of all time. No one has ever asked me that question. In any <laughs> Before. I've been told that a lot by a lot of my questions. Nobody's ever asked me that. <laughs> I love it. I love it because we often think, ooh, woo, 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 or that's something that's just so, you know, I have people say that. I had so, you know what? I was a scientist before I became a clinician. And I was a clinician before I became a spiritual teacher, if you will. But I use all of that. That's my secret sauce. It's science, psychology, spirituality. So you and I are so aligned on that. So let me just say from the scientist, the first three laws of quantum physics are everything is energy. The second law is all energy is connected. And the third law is, so if everything is energy, okay, all energy is connected. What does the third law have to be? That that synergy of connection changes all of life. So it's really important for us to remember, now wait, those are the laws of quantum physics. What are the first few laws of metaphysics? Everything is energy, all energy is connected, all energy is magnetic. Same laws, sorry, I didn't say magnetic on this one. Those are the same laws. Right. So we're operating with laws that govern how energy flows in our lives or not. And the reason those spiritual retreats, that deep work is important, this is why I created my training programs, as you know, the mastermind training, because when we get this synced up so that we know we're working with those laws, then instead of us feeling like we're being knocked around by life, we're still going to get some knocks. Nobody gets away without some knocks. You know, the losses, the failures, yeah. all of that is the call to do more work and to say, what can I learn from this experience as opposed to, oh, poor me, look what happened to me. Yeah, it hurts. You know, I've been there, been through my own, you know, very, very painful losses and experiences. But the key is, what can I learn from it? What is this here to teach me? And how can I grow and shift my life as a result of what I just went through? Oh, I love that. What can I you know, learn? That's what the opposite I of victim. Oh. You know, we go, we can, we have a choice. We're going to be victim. We're going to be victorious. 
And the victory is just to keep learning and growing. It does not always look pretty. It is not pain-free, but it's the only game in town. And either you sign up and you go willingly or you're going to get slapped into <laughs> having to face it. It's just the way it is. You know what I liked with what you just said in terms of, you know, it really goes back to all of the different areas. Energy is at the core. Yeah. And it, whether it, you're looking at it scientifically, whether you're looking at it, as you said, spirituality, whatever you're looking at, it's all about energy. And there is this, there's this confusion about what energy really can do for you and mean to you. Yeah. Can, can you help? I know you've got a, a really great perspective on that. Can you share that? You know, the most important thing we have to remember is that this thing up here, this brain, is both a receiver and a transmitter. Anyone who's got any doubt about that, I invite you to go and take a look at the latest science. We are learning things now at a faster rate than ever before because we have access to tools. We can see brain imagery. We can actually see a neuron, one thought going like this, live brain scan, okay, going like this, and then there's some empty neurons over here, not empty, but free, if you will. And if you repeat that thought, boom, it docks over here. You repeat it again, boom. And then again, boom. Now we have a bundle in the brain. You don't have to think about driving your car, brushing your teeth. I just sat here and put on my face while we were talking. I have to think about it. I've done it a million times. We don't have to think because the brain is organized for efficiency. So you get to program your brain or maybe something or somebody else is programming. So choose a thought. What's your highest thought today? What's your highest thought? What do you want people to take away from your work, Hillary? Because I know that you have a high purpose. Oh, this is so good. Yeah, I think that, you know, when I, when I really think about what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to be that change agent. Okay, now I'm going to give you an up level that's okay, okay. real time, because everybody will get this up level I with you. It. Delete the try, because mm. try, trying is lying. You know, I'm going to try and pick up, okay, I've got my little makeup thing here. I'm going to try to pick this up. And mm. if I try, that's different from doing. So I'm going Ooh. to pick up. Okay, I am. So going that's to, for everybody. Hill gets to be our, our demo. I, I'm going to be the change agent that helps people be able to get out of their head, mm -hmm. leverage. Now, again, a little up level, choose to get out of their heads. Choose. Because we're making choices every moment, whether we know it or not. Yep. And when we consciously say, I choose to do exactly what Hillary said, get out of my head and get into their heart, Boom. their why. I always talk about, yes. you know, it's not just yes. it's because the heart is a brain. We've mm. got three brains. We have this one, the neurological brain we're also familiar with, but we have a heart brain. This has been proven until it has memory. It works faster than the head brain. That's why we have those colloquialisms. What did your heart tell you? Follow mm. your heart. Ask your heart. Your heart knows, right? This is a brain. Now the gut brain, fastest brain of all. 45 trillion microbials firing like this. Trust your gut. Ooh, my gut told me, mm, do a gut check. The gut is a brain, the heart is a brain, and we've got this one. They mm -hmm. all work together, but this is the slowest one. 
So I really believe that when you can get out of your head, you can understand your limiting beliefs, really go after them yeah. in a way that helps to actually eliminate that. Yes. I it, love it that you said understanding. Understanding is one of the 12 powers of the heart. I love it that you said that. Yeah. And then once you get that, people are, people are surprised when they can't manifest the way, you know, they want to, or they, things aren't happening fast enough. And so many mm -hmm. times you have that block either in your head or your heart. And in order to get to that higher self where you are in the identity of that new person that you want to bring in, that would be able to manifest, that would be able to have what you're looking for, right. you have to understand it's a process that you have to go through. And my goal and, you know, why I love sharing our thoughts together is that people want to jump from A to manifest and you got to, you got to look at it like it's an ever loop, right? You got to look at it like it's that infinity eight where it just, everything ties so nicely together. And it does tie together, but we also, you know, sometimes we get beginner's luck at the beginning of working with these principles. I got some beginner's luck and I was like, oh my God, it worked. Oh, true. <laughs> you know, and then it's like, okay, your beginner's luck is over. Now you have to do the work. And then I really applied myself to the work. And, you know, my first, I'm thinking about my very first beginner's luck. I was very, very depressed the early part of my life, like super depressed. I was walking across campus where I was getting my doctorate, University of Washington. And, you know, it rains a lot there and I'm from California and I wasn't used to the dark, rainy, cold. I never got used to it. And then I was just depressed because I had a lot of unresolved childhood issues and trauma and things that I just hadn't worked on, but I was muscling through, you know what I mean? Sometimes we're just like, I'm going to just get through it. Mm -hmm. But I felt awful. And I got worse and worse and worse because I was burning, you know, all night, getting ready for exams, writing papers. So long story short, I had a massive breakdown. I thought I was having a heart attack and I was dying and I was like 22 years old. So heart attack dying, right? So um, I called a friend who lived upstairs in student housing. She came down. I had turned like blood red. I couldn't breathe. I was like this. She took me to the student health center and this doctor, I will always remember. Her name was Rebecca Wells. I still remember her. And she examined me and she was a tiny diminutive person. She looked up, she said, what do you think is going on? I said, oh, I figured it out. I'm having an anxiety attack. She said, no, that's not what I mean. She said, why are you having this anxiety attack? I said, well, you know, all the things I just said, exams, you know, papers, and I'm working my way through school and blah, blah, blah. So I have all this. She said, no. She said, that's not why you're having the anxiety attack. And I'm like, well, what? What's happening to me? She said, all those things you name that you're doing are happening, but you are sitting here in front of me and you look as cool as a cucumber. She said, you're keeping it all inside. So you're exploding from the inside out. So she took out a prescription pad and I'm like, oh my God, she's going to put me on medication. No. And she wrote the name and phone number of a therapist, my first therapist. And she said, he's right upstairs here in the student health center, Hillary. I think those stairs were smoking. I ran up those stairs so fast. Mm -hmm. I knocked on his door. I put my butt in that chair. 
And that was the beginning of me working on my inner stuff and it keeps unfolding. So there's a beginning point for all of us and it's usually not, oh, I think I'm gonna work on myself. It's usually boom, 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 get mm -hmm. your butt up and get to work. And you get your butt kicked hard enough. Then you finally go, okay, well, maybe it's me. Maybe it's not all out there. So that's like the long answer to your question. Oh, but that is so it is so spot on because when you were saying that, I thought, yeah, that, you know, a lot of times it comes through a transition, something that is having us have a setback. And we're like, how are we going to get through this? And you have to go deep. You got to, yeah. too many of us put up walls. Mm hmm right? And we think that we can just jump over those walls and we'll be just fine, but. Or the walls can keep us safe, which isn't true. We're not here to be safe. You know, we're not living to play safe. We're not living to um, just take up space. We're here. The purpose of life is to grow our capacity to love. That's why we're here <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. And if we're not actively thinking about it, actively working on it, actively engaged in it the way I know you are, the way that I am, then you're going to get, okay, I have so, a word for that. I'm not sure. I can yeah, yeah, nobody can see that. But for those that are listening, yes, it's, it's kind of that, you know, you're being, you know, you can just get slapped. But when you say the capacity of love and to work on that, how do you recommend when you start working with people to begin that journey? You know, the very first thing I do when I'm working with someone, whether it's in our training programs, I have a very small private practice, it's mostly in our training programs, is we start with inquiry. And I have a whole checklist that I take people through, and it's, it's like a self-examination test. Where you grew up, what the patterns were in your family, what the dominant way of communicating was, what in your family, and this is making nobody wrong, has been a pattern as far back as you can look across the generations, because guess what? Do I have to say it again? Your brain is a programmable tool. What my parents had a chance to learn, they up-leveled as best they could, but they passed on some of the same trauma, drama that went on in their lives growing up. And then it's up to me to not pass it on unmitigated to my children. So they won't pass it on to their kids. Every generation puts in a correction, but we are now living with the first generation that has access, full access to every kind of media there is. This is a form of media everybody has access. You can read, you can write, you can listen, you can see it, you can hear it, you can touch it, taste it, smell it, and use it to accelerate growth because we have to accelerate now. We have to accelerate. If we don't accelerate, it's game over for everybody. And all the signs are in. Those who don't believe in science, I'm sorry, but the science is real. You know, the game is, is going to be up. It is interesting what's happened in the last 10 years mm -hmm. with brain science, neuroscience. What, why do you think that things are starting to explode into the scientific um, you know, information. Why is it happening so fast now? You know, again, it's because of technology. You know, technology is our friend when it comes to discovering we can see things now. We used to have microscopes. So now we can look right into a living brain and see what's happening. We have such sophisticated technology and increasingly sophisticated. And we've known since the late 1950s 
that the planet was in trouble, but now the planet is really, really, really in trouble because scientists can show us, you know, scans not just of our own brain, but look at what's happening on the planet. Look at the layers and layers deep of destruction and what we've done because we were so busy taking and not giving. You know, it's funny, Hillary, we're, we're still in COVID, okay? And I talked to one of the First Nations shamans that I work closely with. And I said, what do you think is the reason we have COVID? Because they believe in First Nations tradition and I sign on to this, every experience is a lesson. Every loss is a gain. And I said, what's it about? He said, well, there's been a council of indigenous leaders and teachers all over the world and they believe COVID is here. They say everything that was here before us is our ancestor and all ancestors are our teachers. So COVID is a teacher. So, okay, I get that. What's it teaching us? What do you think he said? He said, teaching us how to love one another. Because if we don't, we will not be here to love one another, love the planet. So that's a really succinct and I think straightforward, but very challenging thing to take on, to think that this virus, this elder, as they say in the tradition, is here to teach us how to care for one another mm. and care for the earth. And we do need to learn to care for one another because we use all this brain programming that's come across the generations to separate ourselves from one another. You know, if we see someone that looks different from ourselves, this is why you know, I'm doing all this diversity and inclusion training because the brain has to be reprogrammed. It's not just, what are the markers out here? What are the markers in my brain? Mm. You know, I often say um, we attract not like-minded people into our world, but like-minded energy. Yes. And energy doesn't, you know, it does have auras of colors. Yes. But it's, it's truly colorblind. Your mm -hmm. energy with somebody is a very unique and special and, and different mm -hmm. to each and every relationship that you go into. But we have so many centuries of programming mm -hmm. and we have 440 years of programming here in the United States saying that those people who look different, be they indigenous people, be they the African people who were ripped away from their families and friends and children and brought here to be beasts of burden. We were programmed, those people are bad or we could never ever have crossed the line and dehumanized other people. We had to make up, they weren't human. You know, the, the trail of tears right. across America for the indigenous people where, you know, I can't think how large the number was, but like 30,000 or maybe more were marched, maybe 300,000, only 3,000 arrived. I have to look up my numbers again, apologize for not knowing them, but devastating, devastating things. I was in a presentation with a global uh, psychology network that I belong to. And the woman presenting this past week was an indigenous teacher who's become a psychologist. And she did a brilliant presentation talking about the loss of culture, the loss of language, the loss of faith because their own faith and way of worship was taken. 
and the children put into those schools, the children torn away from their parents and families. And I just thought, what pain people had to be in to do something like that to other people mm -hmm. and to think it's okay and to not recognize that it's harm to all when we harm any. So I don't want to get on my, my rant about no, that. I think that is harm to all. Yeah, you know, it is. It's harmful to everybody. And at the end of the day to the earth, because the great keepers of the earth are the indigenous people right. who have always understood that the earth is our mother. Right. You know, there's a chant um, that I learned with one of the indigenous teachers. It just says the earth is our mother. We must take care of her. The earth is our mother. We must take care of her. That's all it says over and over. Well, I want to lead into with that, really talking to you about you also have evolved and have really grown and even your business now, right? You're now, I, I even said, you know, are you still Dr. Love? And I remember you were, you know, the doctor of love for, you know, all these different shows and everything. And you said, you know, I've, I've in hand, I've become, I've become so much more. And even the name of your company moving from modern love to modern relationships. Can you, can you share with us a little bit about how you have seen relationships start to progress over, you know, with, with these new understandings and even coming out of COVID, what's happening in today's world? You know, the purpose of love relationships is for us to grow our capacity to love. It's the same as the purpose of life. And when you're close to another human and they annoy you, that is an opportunity to grow and learn. And most people start going down the path of following the old patterns that are encoded in the brain. Oh my God, that per why is he not hanging his clothes up? Or why is she not, you know, hanging on my every word in utter um, wonder the way she used to when we first met? Or if you're in a same gender relationship, you know, it's the same patterns over and over. It doesn't matter, LGBTQ, straight, young, old, black, white, indigenous, Asian, it does not matter where you come from. Human relationships in today's world are different. They are not the same, you know, you get together, you get a home, you have a family and we all just hang in there. No, the challenges are greater because everything is accelerated. Everything is accelerated. The timelines on everything are a hundred times faster than they used to be because of technology. Again, blessing and curse. But the most important thing is if you are in a relationship or if you want to be in a relationship, to start working on yourself. To start saying, you know, what are my patterns? What are my flaws and foibles? You know, how do I communicate in a way that's truly egregious and off? but I think it's okay. Um, instead of looking at the other person and saying they need to change or they need to grow, which is oh so easy and tempting to do because of course it's them, it's not you, right? So just to seriously undertake and with the couples I work with on our trainings, my entire focus is on when you see it, then you can heal it. If you can see the patterns, if you know you have a toxic love pattern, you know, I've ID'd five of them. You're going to be either the destroyer, the angry person, 
You're going to be the person who's the doormat, who just, what little me, I'm so helpless, there's nothing I can do. You know, and you're just going to be a doormat forever and serve the other person, but with such resentment. Doormats are just so resentful. And it just goes on. We have all these different patterns. The freezer, who's always the cold person who can't be moved and who folds their arms across their chest and shuts you out or shuts you down. Or my mother used to call it igging, which is short for ignoring. And she was a queen of egging and it's a form of freezing. I mean, she egged me for a year, wouldn't speak to me well, while I was in undergrad school. And it's like, that's pretty painful to be egged by somebody. Is, it, yes. You so don't want to be egged by anybody. Don't want to be egged. No, no egging. Let's, let's put no a egging. splash mark with a circle. No egging. No egging here. So we've got these patterns. They're learned. And guess what? If you can learn that, you're darn sure can learn something else. Because this tool, this brain, pointing to the brain again, and this tool, the heart brain and the gut brain can all be reprogrammed. And it's awareness first, once you're aware. And I love your three H's because we activate the heart. Then we get the head to work on what the heart is telling us. And of course, we go to higher consciousness because higher consciousness is the energy that runs the engine. That gives us the energy to accelerate awareness, to accelerate our behavior. Because once we learn, like meditation is medicine. And the reason it's medicine is it gives you just a split second to pause before you go into the old reactive pattern. Mm -hmm. Give a moment to go, now let's see, I could egg, I could be a destroyer. I could do one of these old patterns or take a breath and I could be in, in love and inquiry with myself and with my partner and go, you know, I noticed I wanted to just yell at you, <laughs> but I'm choosing instead to just take a minute and check myself and find out what you're feeling. And it's that minute where the brain doesn't react to the old patterns. That's the magic of meditation. It just gives us that that space. And then over time, the space gets bigger. And there's so many practices. Like if I could leave people with just one, if you will practice gratefulness, the next training we're doing is actually because Thanksgiving is coming on gratefulness. And I had the tremendous- We are doing that tonight as well. I love it. Whole month of gratefulness. So I love it. And brother David uh, Steindl-Ross, who's the great teacher of gratefulness, um, was our guest in our training center with Anthony Chavez, who's Cesar Chavez's grandson. It's on YouTube if anybody wants to watch. It's an old video. But when you hear these two teachers with such humility and simplicity, now, Brother David is a Benedictine monk, and he wears a, like, you know, they wear the little hooded things. And I said, oh, Brother David, you're so hip in your little hoodie. He said, yes, we've been hip for 600 years. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you put me in my place. It was so cute. That's so great. Yeah. yeah. And he owns nothing, nothing, nothing right. but the clothes on his back. And um, he goes out every day with a little plastic bag and fills it with trash. Mm. He says, I'm cleaning up mother earth, one bag of trash at a time. Then he empties it, rinses a bag out, puts it back in his backpack. So if we all had, you know, our bag of trash, so he lives this intentional 
life, but he says the greatest power we could possibly tap is to be grateful. He said, people always think, and I'm quoting him directly, I will be grateful when I'm happy or I'll be grateful when I have it. He says, be grateful now, before you get it, before you see it, before you're with that person, before you have that love. And if you practice that a relationship, that's a practice I give to all the couples I train you, you had, every day. You had me and Eric go through this. Yes. And before we got, before you were willing to have us get married, you made us go through all of this. And I have to say, this was a game changer for me, having come out of a divorce, having my reactive type of, you know, embedded belief systems around what I do and how I respond to certain, um, you know, events that happen in marriages. And you allowed me to break them down to the point where I became, as you said, you know, the awareness and realized what was this trying to help me understand? What lesson am I trying to be told right now? Mm. Because we have a tendency to jump into our you know, former shoes really quickly, right? It's like whatever you were comfortable I have with. no idea what you're talking about, Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to say it was, it was something that you allowed me. And I think the reason that I have such an amazingly powerful relationship with Eric now is that I look within myself when I'm starting to look at him like, oh, he's not doing this. He's not doing that. Oh, he's, you know, going down that. And I think, wait a second, you know, what, what is it? And what, what am I actually seeing deep inside of him that is a benefit to me? How is this? Why is this happening? Why is he acting that way? And what's going on with him too? And it was an awareness of both of us coming together and then I could change the outcome. And once mm -hmm. I realized, oh my gosh, it's, you know, I got the, I got the wand here. I can actually make things happen yes. just by being, by being more aware of, you know, not blowing up, not being, you know, the, the, the silent, you know, putting up the silent, See, the silent seething. That's yeah. always fun. Yeah. Silent seething. You know, it, really, it was so, oh, thank you for acknowledging that because what you just said is a true testimony to the capacity we all have to grow. And many of us think, well, this is just who I am. No, it's not. You have infinite capacity to grow and evolve. You're not stuck with any pattern. And what you just said is amazing. And I also recommend, if you haven't already done this with your beloved husband, write a little note of gratefulness every day. You know what I'm grateful for about you? And this is a takeaway for anybody who wants one that is truly, I promise you, it's like magic. Just write it down and hide it somewhere. It's going to be under your pillow one day. One day it might be, you know, I used to hide stuff in my husband's briefcase, you know, along with panties, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I tell you what's really funny? I was about to say, because we go into the rapid fire questions. I was about to say, what is one thing somebody doesn't know about you? <laughs> I, I guess we now know. <laughs> That's what people used to ask has me a, do. Has people a used to do side. <laughs> right. People used to do in-person meetings, but yeah, they used to everyone. <laughs> All right. So as we wrap up and by yeah. the way, this has been so great and such a, I love your, I love the comment about, you know, these, these grateful notes, right? Do a grateful note a day. Wow. You talk about, you know, forward, forward gratitude and what will come back to you. It's the boomerang. Yeah, and do one for yourself. Mm. You know, most of us are so hard on ourselves. 
we just do not cut ourselves any slack and just go, you know what, I'm human and I'm committed to growing and learning. That is enough. And I'm going to keep growing. I don't need to beat myself up today. And I'm really grateful that I'm learning. I'm grateful for, you know, food. I'm grateful for roof over my head. I'm grateful that I can help those who are less fortunate. I'm grateful I can hang with friends I love like Hillary. You know, it's just being grateful. So I'm going to take this one step further instead of some of the other questions, because I could talk to you all day, which I love doing, but I, I'd love to have you share with the audience what actually takes place when you, because people don't understand how powerful a gratitude practice really is, but what in your brain occurs when you start Mm. to practice this? Wow, that is a great question. So there's a research center at UC Berkeley called the Center for uh, the Science of Greater Good. I think that's Science of Greater Good. But anyway, it's Research Center for Science of Greater Good. They study things like forgiveness and gratefulness. And what they found is that when you switch to gratefulness, you go from ah, this, this charged up, um, anxious or angry or whatever it is you're charged into and it puts you into a sense of calm. Gratefulness is one of the things that literally changes the brain. Your brain can be trained to look for the good. And when we start doing that, instead of looking for the bad, being reactionary, being attacking, blaming of ourselves or others, or projecting. There's so much projecting going on around the world right now. We're more polarized, right versus left, up versus down, black versus white old versus young. There's so much of that going on. But if you can just think, what's something I could be grateful for today? And those people I'm projecting onto, what's something I could be grateful for about them? We have so much room. I mean, boy, if I ever start writing the list, like the whole list, it would take me years. All the things we have to be grateful for, especially if we live here in this country. You know, we are very blessed, but there are those who are less fortunate and there's so much projection about that. You know, this is one of the reasons, and I have to say this, I'm grateful for the Black Lives Matter movement because in my lifetime, I never thought I would see a movement that moved the needle where people were actually engaged in looking at, oh, this is systemic. Oh, it's not the same for people of color there's a whole nother set of rules about who gets hired, who gets fired, what they get paid. Women get paid less, but women get, uh, what is it? 20 cents less on the dollar. But if you're a woman of color, you only get 65 cents on the dollar. Mm -hmm. It's less. So there's so much for us to learn and discover because if any human is suffering, we're one human family. Our family isn't well unless everybody's well. So pick your corner to work in, you know, whatever corner of the world you can make a difference in and get in there because there are people all around us who are not getting the same breaks and the same opportunities and, mm. and, and need support. Absolutely. Well, one of the favorite crowd favorite questions and I know people want to know what you're using, is what is your favorite beauty product by name? Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Okay, I 
I love that lipstick. The lipstick you're wearing is so great. Okay. Well, I'm glad you like that. That is, uh, this is Mac. This is a Mac lipstick. I remember grabbing it in New York, running to a meeting and I forgot my lipstick and I was like going to the Mac counter. So there's Mac and it's some shade of red. That's really whatever it is. But my real favorite is hyaluronic acid and hydrofacials. And if you're in Northern California, go to um, Steve Wayne at Joseph Kozla Salon on Maiden Lane. And he gives the best hydrofacial and he has the hyaluronic acid and all this other stuff. Hillary, I never, okay, true confession. I never, ever, ever, ever did anything for my skin. Which and I was like, you have, you have the most incredible skin. I mean, but, but seriously, the reason is Steve. Steve was my makeup guy for all the TV shows and things I've done. And he said, you know, you really should take better care of your skin. I'm like, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. I said, who cares? And then he said, okay, I'm going to give you a free facial just to get you in the door. So he did it. I saw such a difference. I had never in my life gotten compliments on my skin. Okay, we're just talking about vanity here, but you know what? That vanity thing makes me feel good. So there. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, I don't think you've aged at all. So whatever you're doing, Steve I Wayne. obviously need to see Steve. <laughs> and the hyaluronic acid. My yeah. spiritual teacher used to talk about hyaluronic acid because it's in okra and in Japanese eggplants. Mm. And she would say, eat a lot of that. I was like, eh, whatever. And then Steve started putting it on my face. I was like, oh my oh, God, within a week, I could see the difference. Okay, so that's my beauty product. Oh, I love and that. And I'm, I'm giving you the name of my guy too. I don't yeah. mind sharing him, but yeah. you better not take my appointment. <laughs> Which we all, we all heard, so that's awesome. And then last but not least, what does powerhouse of possibility mean to you? Powerhouse of possibility. That means developing a spiritual practice and really following through. And you know what? What just came into my mind? Anybody who's your listener who would like a gift, I will give you a peek behind the curtain once a month. I do a training, a live training. And if you want to get in on one of our live trainings, just shoot me an email. Love at docway.com and say, Hillary sent me. Mm -hmm. And if Hillary sent you, then I will give you a gift. And by the way, I will be on there as well. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Because we have yeah. some amazing guests. Yeah. We're doing because of Thanksgiving, we have an indigenous shaman who will mm -hmm. be with us for the upcoming training in November, December. Fingers crossed. I cannot announce until they confirm, but very special. We just had Gain Katie Hendricks. We've had Marianne Williamson, John Gray. Mm -hmm. um, we just did a whole thing with Dr. Carol Prover on narcissism. We have some rock star guests. Well, you just hearing you talk about anything is good enough for me to be there every single month. <laughs> and the person who's opening next year with us, I'm going to peek behind the curtain now. Well, she's not confirmed, but I'm pretty sure she's going to be doing it. Is the person who's on the cover of Inc. Magazine. Ooh, that, that is very cool. All right, Brenda, thank you. Wow. Henry, I'm so grateful for you holding this space for all of us to have some fun because it was a lot of fun to be real and also to evolve. So thank you for your three H's and just know that I love you. Mm. Thank you so much. And say hi to Eric for me. Oh, you take You're care. Mr. Wonderful. We, we adore you and we'll be talking to you soon. All right, my dear. Blessings. Bye-bye.
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you, will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next time, there's always a silver lining. And now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations.